This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet. We will recap UFC Fight Night, Delize vs. Imovov, hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome, and Real World Callouts. Discuss what's new in MMA this week, and last but not least, we'll preview UFC Fight Night, Hermanson vs. Pfeiffer. Here we go. Right, here we go. We are back. Um, got a full full slate today. Got a recap, a preview. Uh, Super Bowl weekend or Super Bowl week. A lot going on. Um, pretty much everything. We've gotten everything except a UFC 300 announcement. So a lot going on. Um, so we'll start things off with a pre- recap, get into our preview, and then we will go from there but before we do any of that we'll start things off as we always do with our take of the week so ryan as always take us away all right i got two we'll start with the ufc 300 um main event shaping up to be an insane disappointment in from the looks of it did you see that uh Dreykus officially ruled out um oh he ruled himself out now i guess not official i guess they could throw him a bag or something and he might come back but it's down to it is. It's down to Aspinall versus uh, Pereira. Pereira in Pereira the, versus Adesanya, or Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Oh my God! Ariel saying it's Bilal Muhammad versus Leon. I believe that'd be an utter disappointment. Yeah, um, Aspinall did do a. I think it was an Instagram story where he posted, um, like Google flights of him putting in like flying to whatever. Las Vegas and then whatever the date was, April, whatever. So, and then it had like the, the hand on the face emoji with the, you know, that stone emoji that they always use for Pereira's. Yeah. So he did that. So he's being uh, at least cryptic with it. I saw he said, he said that he's still down to fight, but he hasn't heard anything from the UFC. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird, first of all, it's weird to be the main event's going to be defending an interim belt. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got a strip. John Jones, if they do that, right? Why not? Why does it matter if he's like? Why does it matter? He, he's never. It, he didn't. Doesn't lose the belt by losing. Like, he's not even fighting. I guess one more title defense. But he's no matter what. Because he, then they can't make John Jones versus Stipe. But no matter what, he's going to headline when he fights Stipe. Like, yeah, they're, they'll do that. Especially if he, he's like, this is my retirement fight. Like, they're not going to not. They'll just make a heavyweight BMF belt. <laughs> Done. We don't need any more BMF belts. Um, yeah, I think it is shaping up. It could be shaping up. But even, I mean, I heard Chael's son and talking about this. Like, even if it is, even if it was Dreykus versus Adesanya, like, or who, which, which fight, which fight was already booked? Who, or Adesanya Strickland or any of these, like, whoever, like, Strickland versus uh, Dreykus rematch, any of these things. Like, the, we've all, these fights have all been in circulation for a long time and no, they've never really been like freak out matchups. No. Like, Adesanya and, um, Dreykus were already matched up one time. Yeah, and it had heat, but it wasn't like blow your mind or something. Yeah, you wouldn't be building this kind of announcement for it. No. Um, and like along with that, like Adesanya versus Pereira at 205 even, would we've already seen those guys fight two times. That would be a great fight. I'd be fine with it. But Yeah, I think Aspinall versus Pereira is the only one you get 
like super hyped for in my, in my opinion but I, I i can just see it now they book kind of lame main event and dana reverts to it's the most stacked card of all time that's what is so insane about it not like even though he's promised an insane main event yeah so. i'll say like listen guys i never said <laughs> yeah you got me twisted you lying media members <laughs> i never said we were gonna the main event was gonna blow your mind i said the whole card right exactly yeah i know i think that's uh I think that's probably what we're headed towards. I just, I, I, whether or not it blows our mind or not, I think the reality is they don't know what it's going to be. So he's just doubling down over and over, which I, it's been like a week now since he said they were going to make an announcement. So yeah, they, they got to get something going. People, people can't take the waiting anymore. And, uh, but anyways, my other take would be Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies overrated. Not I'm, even close to the best. I've never been a fan. I've always been a fan. I don't know what they're called. Tag um, along. So the one with the peanut butter in them. Those are probably number two for me. Those no, are fire. Number one is the... Samoas? They're circles, and they have the circle in the middle. Yeah, with the coconut and stuff. I don't like the coconut, but yeah, I like, like the... Yeah, uh, yeah, What else is on those? Like caramel and like... Like caramel and chocolate, and yeah, those ones are fire, too. That's the best one, in my opinion. Honestly, if you got rid of the coconut, they'd be, they'd be number way one for me. I know, I don't yeah. like the coconut. I scra- sure. scrape the coconut off. Yeah. Not a coconut fan, but the, but the rest of those things are... that. Those are... I would buy them regularly if... They didn't have the coconut on. Yeah, it's like coconut, you just want to make something taste like a little bit like suntan lotion or something. There's coconut people and not coconut people, and I just think they're too, the coconut people are too small of a minority. They're probably suntan, like sunscreen people too, which we're not, so gives yeah, you cancer. Exactly. Sunscreen, myth, um, government conspiracy, but <laughs> the taste of it is also unpleasant, and there's no reason to be putting that on Girl Scout cookies. And the texture, not yeah. good. Yeah, what else has coconut in it? There's things that have coconut in it that's, good that like pretty much everything that has coconut on it i think like kind of ruins it exactly 100 percent. but there's freaks out there that eat that like isn't an almond joy like coconut like yeah those are disgusting yeah if you, you get those in your candy bag i was just garbage. Saying, halloween you get those those are ruins everything like they're disgusting i tried so many times to eat them but they're just gross um yeah there's a few there's a few things out there that i mean coconuts just never i think they're like i said there's just coconut people they're not a big enough percent of the population to be catering to though no for sure but i agree with you though back to your original point like thin mints are just mid they're just in the middle somewhere they're okay yeah they're not unbelievable by any means but i've also never been like a chocolate mint ice cream person either or is that what i like mint ice cream though see then you're you're more qualified to talk about this because i'm mostly just like a mint hater gotcha yeah i don't know i always hear so much hype from but i feel like tagalongs severely underrated thin mints super overrated yeah I uh I would agree. I, I don't even think I had a first tag along until a couple of years ago. So I didn't even know they existed. Dude, I, same. I only knew about the two the the thin mints and then the ones that I liked. The Samoas. Yeah. But I uh I don't like getting harassed outside the grocery store, so I've just been refusing to buy Girl Scouts. I don't have a dealer, personal dealer, so like yeah. the only time I see them is outside the grocery stores. Yeah, our niece had was in the Girl Scouts, so oh, I got yeah. so I got, got stacked up, dude. I already I ate two boxes of tag alongs in two days. Just yeah. smashed a full that's box. About, that's about what I would average. Um, one box a day. Uh, yeah. So you got a supplier. You got. You're getting straight. From oh the, yeah. Straight from the Girl Scout cartel. We're good. <laughs> you're getting the purest stuff. <laughs> I can't believe what an operation that that still exists. Yeah, and I heard the Girl Scouts don't even make that much money off of it. Like they do, but a lot of it goes to the cookie manufacturer. <laughs> Somebody's getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's definitely not true. Thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I've been seeing them. Uh, 
posted up outside the grocery store, so I just put my headphones in and walked past real quick. Hustling. Not because I don't want their cookies, but just because I don't want to do business that way. And the At least they're way. offering you something instead of people yeah, like they're not ringing begging. the bell, the Santa ringing the bell, trying oh, yeah. to get some those change. People, those people stand no chance. I actually just feel sorry for the Girl Scouts because I... <laughs> Right, work in sales, and you know what it's like to get that rejection when you're. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're doing great. At least teach them, teach them young. Yeah, you're doing great, but I just can't. Like this will make you stronger. <laughs> yeah. Do they have an app or something where you can just buy them? Direct? They should. Yeah, yeah. They could send out a link. I think that's how we got them. Okay. Well, they're they're, they're going in them. the digital age now. Yeah, because I'll buy stuff. I'll buy stuff that way. Um, old fashioned door knocking. I'm not a big fan of, but yeah, you, said, you look you like got... a creep. If you buy them at the grocery store from some <laughs> girl scout, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just a safety hazard at this point. So <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched any this year. Maybe if I come across some, I will, but, um, yeah, I definitely like thin mints don't even crack that. I don't even consider those. So no. yeah, I know people get hyped up for them, but yeah, they're, they're nothing special. So We'll see. Uh, we'll see if I get my hands on any this year. Um, I got a take. Um, do we think? Oh, it's more of a question than a take. It's definitely not a hot one. But why do you, do you think the Super Bowl is why they went for a weak card this week? Like what? It's a, we're in Las Vegas. Do you th- don't think like okay? Obviously, the Super Bowl overshadows. Over, obviously, the Super Bowl overshadows the UFC this week, but. Don't you think with enough, there's enough going on that you could get enough like drip, like dude, hundred percent. You remember when the Super Bowl has been here? The last it was here last year, right? Yeah. And the and the time before that, it's absolutely insane. The entire city is packed everywhere. It's like Scottsdale; they had a full Super Bowl deal going. Downtown Phoenix, Glendale, like every city in the valley had like insane parties, just absolutely slammed with people. And not to mention, if you're spending that much money to go to the Super Bowl. What's spending five hundred bucks on a UFC ticket when you're dropping ten thousand on on the Super Bowl the next day? I feel like, yeah, they should at least, at bare minimum, not a, if not a pay per view, have like a stacked fight night for people to go to, oh, at, like in a theater or something. Yeah, T-Mobile Arena or yeah, wherever. Like, yeah, I get that people wouldn't prioritize UFC, but I think there's enough overlap that pe- there's people that would go to both. There's, there's so there's- many people there. There's people that are going that just go to. Not to me. People go to Vegas for the Super Bowl when it's not in Vegas. Yeah. So now yeah, you have the Super Bowl in Vegas. It's going to be absolutely slammed. I'm sure every hotel room in the whole city is sold out. Yeah. I mean, I get you don't do your pay per view that week. You don't try to compete with the Super Bowl. But if you just do a good fight night, if you just yeah. do, do like a, a basically a showcase when you have all these people like in town for just a one weekend only, like every I, celebrity in the world goes to the Super Bowl. So they'll all be, and I'm sure they'd all go take the free tickets that they give them out so and a lot of them might be at the at the apex for this card oh for sure so like unless zuckerberg rents it out so, yeah that's true but so you might have had the opportunity to get more p I, it just seems like is that why they made a weak card and i mean not necessarily like a terrible card but like is, is that why they did another apex card and didn't put any fanfare behind it just because it was like well, i think they didn't even think about it I think it's just like is that there was po- going to be a boring Apex card, and is that possible though? A Super Bowl, like it's the busiest week Las I don't Vegas know. is going to have. Seems like they dropped the ball. Yeah, dude. Uh, did you did you hear? Speaking of Zuckerberg, like the board of Meta wants him to give up MMA fandom or something because he got. I think he got hurt. Oh, he tore his like he ruptured his Achilles or something. Yeah, they say it's like a hazard to him being the the CEO. You talked about that. Remember when him and him and. Uh, 
Elon Musk were supposed supposedly going to fight. Yeah. It's like, what if one of them gets like brain damage? <laughs> yeah. Can't run the company anymore. Yeah. And they're, they're no longer smart enough. Like their IQ drops, like cuts in half because they get so yeah. seriously injured. If Zuckerberg can't run Facebook with a torn Achilles. Then I don't know. Maybe you needed a new CEO. I mean, they're notoriously soft in Silicon Valley. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. We got bigger. Zuckerberg's up to more sinister things than just messing around with a uh, MMA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's building compounds underneath Hawaii and stuff. So, but that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me that they wanted to give it up. Uh, they, I think it's probably just part of that. Yeah, the uh, he's also shining a good light on MMA. Like he's Armageddon coming. He's building bunkers, learning to fight. Like he's ready to be. Yeah, uh, good point. <laughs> he's ready for the world to go into those chaos. Are, right? Those are probably metal lasers that burned half of Hawaii on accident. Yeah, he probably bought up the property cheaper for his bunkers. Yeah, he was uh, burning holes down so he could dig faster. I don't know, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to see who's in attendance though on Saturday. But again, like, why couldn't they have done this at like? Well, remember the that? thing is, we'll never know because they like don't show anything. You might. It just seems like they're in an empty gymnasium. They need. God, the apex sucks. Moicano is so right. It's it's trash. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, what was that? Oh, that was in LA. I was gonna say, what was that weird theater that Peter Yan fought Marabin? Remember that? It was. Oh, like, uh, it was like the Pearl Theater. Yeah, it was something weird, though. Oh, there's a Pearl Theater in Vegas. I don't know. Like, I, it just seems like this would have been the week to do something different. For sure. And they did chose not to. Yeah, they should have had it at the, the what's it called? The Sphere. Oh, man. Yeah, no, they're saving the Sphere. Yeah. I've been seeing footage of the Sphere, though, and it's even better than I like could have imagined. Yeah, if it wasn't you 2 playing there every time. Then I know. Vir- I think that virtual reality is it's going to be better than real reality. Oh, for sure. Have Eventually. Seen, have you seen the Apple Vision stuff that came no, out? No, I got to check it out. It's not good. I mean, it's too good, so it's not good. It's too good to... It's not good because it's too good. Really? There's going to be no reason to leave her couch soon. No. No we're reason to have a girlfriend. To a, yeah, we're going to be hooked <laughs> up to a feeding tube. Like, Dude, whatever. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to have to... You know, you can't buy a house anymore, so you're just going to have to buy a closet and just lay in there and, yeah, and put well, on your headset. And get, walk around your virtual mansion. Yeah, you'll be like in one of those Japanese hotels where it's just like a fucking <laughs> a <laughs> you pod. Know, a pod, yeah. We'll all be living in pods and they'll just be hooked up With to feeding tubes. With headsets on, yeah. Hooked up to feeding tubes and catheters and... Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're... I mean, it's crazy, like, how... I mean, it's a computer on your face. Like, you know the inside of the Iron Man thing where he's, like, looking at all his options and, like, yeah. doing, the, doing this? Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it like the like the metal, like the Facebook one, the Oculus? I mean, I think it's quite a bit better, but yeah, sick, similar. I mean, you can walk, you can see your eyes, like you can walk around and like you can, you can, I could, you can go do whatever you're doing. You shouldn't drive with it, but you oh, can, it's one of those, one of those where it's like I forget what they're called. There's a special word for like it. Augmented reality. Augmented reality. Yeah. Yeah, but you can like make a screen. You could have. I could if I sat on my couch, I could have like a hundred inch TV on my in front of my face. Damn, that is sick. Yeah, but it's it's. We're headed that direction. So then, like, we got the sphere, we got the Apple Vision, like, yeah, virtual, the virtual world. We're gonna be able to cage. We're gonna be cage side for fighting soon. Dude, you can do that on the with the Oculus already. It's pretty sick. I did like not a live one, but you could. It was like Eddie Alvarez, like one records him or something. You can go watch it. You're like you're standing on top of the cage. Like it's like it's like you're in this arena. And then there's the cage, and you're like standing like right on the top. The re- it's like it's like there's a platform built around the cage that you're standing on, and you're looking down into the cage where the fight's happening. Yeah. Okay. So with the Oculus one, can you have two things, two screens at once, or can you only be in like one video? 
Um, I think just one. I don't, I'm not super. I've got it. So but the I, Apple Vision, you can do, you can have the MMA here and virtual porn here. Oh wow! And all your bets here, and all like, Jeez. Uh, like you could have like roulette at a casino here. Damn! It's gonna just drain people of all their dopamine, and they're just not gonna be able to move. There we go. Heaven, <laughs> heaven on earth. So, some <laughs> some people's idea of it, yeah. Nice. So anyhow, I don't even know how we oh we were talking about the sphere. Yeah, I don't think the sphere is happening, but they could have done better than the apex. They could always do better than the apex. Yeah, and I'm starting to hear a lot more complaints about the apex. Like it's apex complaints are up like a thousand percent. Oh, last, for sure. In we the were, last three months. Yeah, people are sick and tired of it. We've been I, doing it for three years. I think people were just like, all right, well, this is the last year. And then once 2024 hit and they announced, like, it's not, mm-hmm. people are, like, fed up with it. Yeah, it's just it's just absurd at this point. So we'll deal with it, though. Um, from a betting perspective, it's like, I mean, the fights still happen. We still get our fights. So we'll, uh, we'll do the best we can. So anyhow, we can move on to our recap. We had an Apex card to recap here. We had a... Uh, Roman Delize versus Nazarene Imavov. Uh, this was a strange fight. Uh, there were some good parts early on. Imavov looked really good, and then there were some pretty boring parts of the fight. And even though we picked Delize and he didn't really stand a chance of the fight, we got really, really close to winning that bet. Yeah, with the bad judging. Yeah, and with the illegal knee. Illegal knee, yeah, that was pretty lost, bad, too. Lost a point. Point deduction, whatever. Roman Delize can take a beating, though, that's for sure. Yeah, I thought, man, if Imavov could have put the put it on him a little more and that was that the first round or the second round man he was uh, he, i can't it was he, one. he had to be close to getting a stoppage yeah i thought so too but delita kept coming forward didn't give up but he was just getting out class pretty much yeah i mean this is one of those fights where one guy was significantly better than the other guy but the scorecards but i mean the scorecards weren't necessarily like horribly like you could tell Imovov was way better. He just wasn't doing enough to like run away with the fight. For sure, that it seems like Imovov. That's kind of just his mo. Really, he l- looks like all right. This guy is leagues ahead of this guy, but then somehow doesn't finish the fight. Like he's leagues ahead of the guy. You know, he just yeah. he just coasts basically. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he once you and then when you factor in losing a point, like it could have let one slip away. Yeah. Yeah, so, that would have been bad for him. So, smart move. It's a good thing that he didn't. But, yeah, I mean, we kind of probably misread Roman Delize. Um, Mr. Steal Your Girl, he finally hit the, the streak finally ran out. Yeah, Cheyenne Bai is going to be on to the next one. Nazanin <laughs> Imovov might have a new girlfriend. Yeah, she's headed to, where is he from? Um, Georgia or something. Yeah, I think so. Headed that way. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, not the greatest main event, but... Um, had some interesting storylines. Uh, the real main event, the people's main event. Yeah, Hanato Makano drew Dober. Again, though, like even this fight, I heard a lot of people complaining that it was a boring fight. I don't. I wasn't bored, but that's because I had a Hanato Makano bet, and I was just sitting on it the whole time. Like he looked tired at one point. Drew Dober started landing some huge elbows at one point. Like yeah, that the cut came from a headbutt, I guess though. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bad. Bad cut. He landed some elbows immediately after. And then the thing was, Moicano looked pretty tired, and his takedown stopped working so good until Dober went for that, like, hip toss in the third round. That was a terrible... Yeah. Because it was one-to-one going into three, right? I believe so, yeah. So he went for that hip toss, and Moicano just ended up getting on top of him. And, you know, obviously we're partial towards Moicano, and we wanted him to win strictly so he could get his hands on the microphone, and he did Dude, yeah, he's money on the mic. Did not disappoint. Um, 
But he did what he had to do to win the fight. Oh, for sure. I I'll watch Moicano fight every night. Put him on. Put him on the TV. I mean, they were trading. They were trading for a significant amount of the fight. Yeah, his jaw. Him having a glass jaw. What people thought. I think that was a weight cutting thing at one forty five. It seems. He seems pretty solid at, at 155. They both landed some good shots, and uh, he, I, he didn't put them away. I do feel like he doesn't let his hands go as much as he used to before he kind of got caught by a few guys. But I guess maybe that's helping him see punches coming or whatever. It, uh, he's winning, so hopefully he keeps it up. I mean, I think he has what it takes to to be like a, a Charles Oliveira type and maybe uh, make a run here towards the top of the division. Kind so. of a late bloomer. Yeah, no, and he seems like he did. You're right. He seems like he has all the tools. Drew Dober's a guy where it doesn't matter if you beat him by an inch or a mile. Like, you just have to get past him. Like, Definitely. He's tough to beat. He, like, he's – it doesn't – like Because if you lose to him, it's going to look bad because you're going to be knocked out. But he um, – outside of knocking him out, like, he's hard to beat convincingly because he doesn't oh, for go sure. away. He's just a dog. Yeah. He stays in fights. Um, He's strong. He's got – he used to have a granite chin. I mean, it's still, from the looks of it, still granite, but, like, he's been knocked out twice now, I think, so. Yeah. Um, but either way, solid fight. Um, yeah, I think Moikano, he kind of just did what he had to do. Uh, Randy Brown, Muslim Salikov. Uh, Randy Brown, he, he, got to, he got his chance. He styled on him a little bit. Uh, Salikov maybe started out looking okay, but uh, never, got, uh, never got landed the big shot, and Randy Brown ended up landing a good one of his own. And yeah, flat Salikov. It's time for him to retire, dude. I, I'm pretty sure he can collect Social Security probably yeah, uh, he, at his we, age. His birth certificate is not, not correct. No. He's not 39 or whatever. He's He looks 59. like he's seen yeah. some shit. Like, he's old as fuck. Yeah, he looks like he was around, like, centuries ago in the mountains. No, for sure. Yeah, he's he's a... He's... Yeah, he's just slow, too. Like, he depends on, like, explosive movements, and it's like, that's the first thing to go when you get old. Yeah, he's he's done. He, he really needs to hang it up. I, I can't envision him, even if he doesn't retire, I, I can't envision him being in the UFC much longer. Also, yeah, I mean, his that was... Randy Brown has the tools to do that to people, but that was... I mean, he, he, put, him, he put him out, like, on the button, and he was out. Like, that's... I, it just... Yeah, it wasn't a good look for... Uh, for Salikov at all for sure but Vivian Arujo versus Nat is it Natalia Silva yeah dude she looks pretty legit Silva yeah, I was, I was we thinking she was gonna get heat check but we she wrong. did not dude she, we, were, uh, we were all a little wrong the next time next yeah, time we'll be right I saw a couple 30 to 27 scorecards <laughs> yeah this Arujo might... looked like she had at times looked like she had a little bit of a strength advantage like she got her up against the cage and stuff but like that was just brief moments and the ref, dude, he was so quick to break it up. What was that? I mean, I get it when they're stalling, I mean, but we, it was we, 10 we, seconds, and he was like, all right, get something going, or or I'm breaking it up. And then literally five seconds later, puts him back in the middle. It's like, I get it. You're trying to protect um, Natalia Silva, but it wasn't like she wasn't working at all. She wasn't completely stalling. She was doing stuff against some stuff against the cage. It wasn't exciting, whatever, but I thought that ref was – quick on the trigger i forget who was refing that one but yeah i mean we beg for refs to do that so yeah <laughs> not we when we're betting on I'm just saying, unless, we, unless we have a bet out there where we beg for refs to not let them be boring so yeah no she seems legit i think she moved up to like fifth or sixth in the division already so she's on a pretty uh pretty big fast track yeah yeah we'll see how she does she's definitely probably got a little more skills than than i i mean i knew she looked good in her previous fights but i just let's thought be honest I'm, we didn't do a very good we didn't do a tape 
tape study on? <laughs> no, we didn't. I just had remembered, like, all right, she looked pretty good in her last fight, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I pulled up her taphology when we were talking about her, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really remember her. So, she's on my radar now, though. Oh, big time. All right, any other fights on this card you wanted to recap? It was, uh, like I said... Dude, it was, a bo- it was an Apex card. That's all, that's all it was. I it know, was, it just kills the, kills the vibe. The, the... Like, a fight like Dober Moicano would be a lot more exciting. Like, even Moicano, he's like... It doesn't feel like a real fight when you're in there. It feels like you're in a sparring session, which makes it doesn't, you know, a fight that has some violence gets taken to the next level of violence when there's a crowd going crazy. Like, yeah. guys, go for it instead of kind of sit back, reset, and basically like you're sparring in the gym as opposed to you're in the apex and you just kind of keep flat. going through the motions, right? It's super flat in there. It's super flat. Yeah. And I feel like they can get more people in there. Like, you don't necessarily need a huge arena no they you, should make like a five thousand seat yeah. like mini stadium that just has like a l- lower bowl maybe like 20 rows up all around the act down it would be sick mm-hmm. yeah no i agree totally that's that to me is exactly what they need so if they want to keep doing the apex if they want to have like this thing in vegas they need to make a mini stadium around it and it would be dope yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it just seems like they're going to keep doing it regardless. Yeah. I mean, it's just working too good for them. Until, exactly. And how much money? You know, those temporary, like the like that soccer stadium that they put up over here, like build like a mini one of those, but like a full bowl for uh, around a cage. Yeah. You know what that temp? You know the so- little like uh, minor league soccer stadium they had over there? Uh, Phoenix Rising. Yeah, yeah, and they're like kind of like it's like erector set yeah. type deal. Yeah, put one of those up. In the middle of the desert. Yeah, no, I there's it seems like there's a lot they could do. Um, but they just choose not to. It's just I just think it's just works too good for them. It just yeah. works it's too easy. Like don't have to worry about selling tickets, I guess. It's literally the work from home version of UFC. Yeah. Dana's so. acts like he's a guy that's not all about that when he really is. Yeah, when he's got like his gym. He probably sleeps in the apex more than he goes home. <laughs> right. He's got like a gym, his closet's in the I, I saw a thing where his closet is at the apex. Yeah, he's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, yeah, I mean, you just... If I'm doing now, I'm having closets everywhere, too. Fuck well, it. Yeah, for sure. And, like, in his case, like, you just get up and drive to the work and, like, your sweats, and then you take a shower there. You work out, take a shower there, and then you... Yeah, stop at the casino, play some blackjack with Steve, we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's... Yeah, you can't miss out on the blackjack stops and... Go watch some slap fights. Yeah, I mean, slap fights at the Apex? Where are those at? They're at the, um, what's that, the Red Rock Casino? Oh, yeah, the one that Dane always talks about, says it's yeah. favorite casino. Yeah, because yeah, they allow them to let guys slap each other to death there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, another Apex card. We just got to get through it, and then we got, uh, we got a pay-per-view after that. So uh, we can wrap up the recap, move on to our, uh, our segments here. We got our... Uh, I'll let you do this one. This is your boy. I don't want to steal his shine. Uh, All right. We previewed it. We said if he won and got the microphone, it would be fireworks. He delivered even more than we even could have expected. Dude, exactly. Because he was kind of downplaying it on the MMA hour, right? Like before the fight. He's like, I don't know how it's going to come. Apex sucks. It doesn't give you that energy. But he said he had something kind of planned. But he said he went off script. And uh, I mean, Money Moicano, he's just the man. His dad is the man. I mean, obviously... <laughs> His dad is, is is as cool as him because uh, if, for those of you who didn't watch, Moicano's dad, 62 years old, just had a baby with a girl that is younger than Moicano, he said. So he's got like a 20, 
girlfriend in, his, in her 20s, just had a kid at 62 years old. He is, uh, he's living the life. And uh, yeah, what else? He said he's going to become a, a SWAT team member so he can kill all the bad guys, which I think may uh, stop him from actually joining a SWAT team <laughs> if, uh, if he ever actually tries to go that route. Because I don't know if they, they like people saying that they want to kill bad guys on a national stage. Yeah, I, it won't look it good loud. if he actually ends up killing somebody, you know? Can't say it out loud. No, yeah. We've got to, somebody better give him the mic on that. But uh, And then uh, what else? He's like, He's oh, going to yeah. have a kid of his own. Oh, yeah. They're he wants pop- to have another kid. They're going to populate the earth. Uh, yeah, think about this, though. Like, he has a stepmom in her 20s and now a younger brother who was just born. Right, and he's about to have an- get his wife pregnant when he gets home. Yeah, so, said, Money I wonder what his wife was thinking. <laughs> Money Moicano number three <laughs> number is on the three way. coming soon, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and then Money Moicano YouTube channel right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> MMA guru is a pig. <laughs> he basically he learned English and just that that was the only thing between him and just going pure full yeah. insane. Yeah, I give him credit, dude. He, and. It's not perfect English, but I think it works it's even better. Yeah, Dude, no, it I, works. I think it, even if he spoke perfect English, I think his current level of English is it would be better than speaking absolutely fluent English because hilarious yeah. at the same time. He's always been a character though. Like remember when he was screaming at that guy because he submitted him to because Moicano submitted him in like the first minute and he was screaming at him because he wanted the fight to last longer. Uh-huh, I don't remember yeah. who it was, but he's like, then don't. Why did you submit me if you wanted to fight longer? Right, and then uh, yeah, he was basically saying like. He would recommend for anybody in the UFC that doesn't speak English, like to Charles Oliveira and stuff, that they need to learn English because it helps drastically. He's like the, mo- the amount of success I've had since learning English. So, dude, yeah, he's he's on fire right now. Um, one of those guys that you hope wins every single time, just so we get to hear him on the mic. I think he's up there, like Platinum Perry. Like you're, you're yeah, he's the like, interviews as good as the fight. If like we're doing like a, a Mount Rushmore of guys you want to win to get on the mic, Moicano's yeah. probably up there. Black Beast is up there. Platinum Perry, Diaz, any of the Diaz's. Yeah, like it, we'll we'll have to we'll have to do some fine tuning to like really narrow it down. But like, yeah, I mean, you, obviously you want Conor McGregor to get on the microphone after a win. Like, you want both either both Diaz's were good. Oh yeah. Um, Black Beast, obviously you need him to win. Platinum Perry, you needed him to win. Um. Yeah, and Moicano, like I'm, I'm sure he's up there, top five. I was just saying, top I'm, ten. I'm sure I'm Trail missing. Yeah, but he's so far, he's so long gone that. Yeah, I mean, he he started this whole thing. Yeah, if we're going Mount Rushmore of all time, he's yeah, got to be up right. there, that's right? True. He's yeah, the he's OG. the godfather of it. Yeah, the godfather of it. So, yeah, outside of that, like I mean, Nate Landwehr is good when he wins. You want him to win? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, that Charles Radke dude, you kind of want him to win because he's such an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Manel Cape, you want him to win. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some fun. You want Sean Strickland to win. Uh, I mean, all, yeah, there's probably 10 of them. And you'd say Moicano right now, I would put like as active fighter who has a chance to get the microphone in his hands. He's like number one. I can't think of who else. Yeah, he's got to be at least top. He's top three for sure. Yeah, because who else are in this exact moment? Like, I would rather have Moicano than Strickland. Strickland's funny what sometimes. Moicano or Black Beast. I think Moicano is funnier than Black Beast right now. I think so too. Yeah, I mean Black Beast had his moment where, but it was like he—he's either like all time or kind of underwhelming. Yeah, and it's just the pressure you put on. Like Platinum Perry was good every single time. He never let you down on the microphone for sure. Like and Moicano, that's—I mean, this is two for two, right? 
since he's broken out. Yeah. So right now I would say maybe it's call me like prisoner of the moment, but I would say he's number one as far as getting on the I mean, it, right now. They very rarely let you have the mic for that long without... It's like DC did not... And DC is the stingiest motherfucker with that mic, too. He holds on to that with his dear life, and he let Moicano rant for, like, five minutes. And drop a bunch of F-bombs, too. Usually they, like, rip it away from you. If <laughs> yeah. you're on a, oh, do they even try to... Do they even try to censor the Apex anymore, though? Because I've noticed in the last... If pr- it's on ESPN+, Plus, they don't care. Okay, that's But what if it was on regular ESPN, they'd be, like, shoving him out of the octagon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like, DC, give me your microphone for two minutes. And he's like, whoop. Like, yeah, it was pre pre. DC didn't even ask a question. Moicano said he apologized after he texted <laughs> him because he didn't let him ask him any questions. <laughs> he just he said he asked him one question at the beginning, and he didn't even answer it. He forgot what he said. So Yeah, I mean, the, the legend continues. Yeah, dude, we need to get him back in the octagon. Put him on top of 300. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have any more Isn't He Awesomes? I think that's it for me for Isn't He Awesome? Moicano and his dad. Yeah. Did we discuss last week the the Benoit Saint-Denis Poirier situation? I think so a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say how weird that was, at that how that – but I was going to say credit to Poirier for being, like, a whipping boy for the UFC and coming out and saying, like, it was all my fault. Oh, yeah, he totally took the blame. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think we guy. did talk about this, actually, because then didn't we talk about how, like, Sean Brady – or were we? Maybe we weren't I, on the podcast. No, when we were talking about no, this. I think we talked about it the day before, and we were talking about how they booked Brady and whoever Luke or whatever, and it was never actually signed. And then the second, the next day after we recorded, it happened again. Yeah, I think you're right. So I don't think maybe we didn't discuss it, but um, yeah, I mean, all time move by Poirier to just be like, I know who my boss is. I'm not screwing this up. Like, yeah, so. I, he's a vet. He knows. He knows who pays the bills. Daddy Dana. You don't want to get on his bad side. So if he wants. If he wants a fight to happen, he makes it happen. He said they were talking about it being on 300. He said he had the choice between 300 and 299. He chose 299 because it was a co-main event, and he would have been, I think he said, opening the pay-per-view on 300. So, I will say this. Credit to him for fighting a guy ranked so far below him. That's pretty dangerous. And I, was, I said this when I first heard about this fight, but like I was bummed that it was potentially off because I think – Poirier could easily win that fight and he's an underdog yeah I'm I'm going heavy on Poirier here I think I think there's ton of hype on and St. Denise and I don't know has he improved that much since his first fight like no right like and I mean Poirier is a guy who he has deadly accuracy right and he's I think he's just gonna pick him apart and take him out but you never know it could be one of those things Poirier is getting up there in age well, he's slowing down a little bit. We might he's come off two rolled. kind of easy fights against McGregor. He hasn't fought in a while. Uh, Saint Denis comes in, uh, ices him. Yeah, last fight was a loss to Gaethje. Like we've seen it happen. Yeah, I mean, you could see him potentially getting steamrolled and being like, "Okay, well, this is the beginning of the end." But I don't think it's an underdog odds that that happens. I know. You know? No, I know, and I, I I love the odds. I love Poirier in that fight. So um, credit to him for, like I said, knowing who the boss is and. Uh, being the fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> Being the fall guy and getting the show back on track. So, yeah, wanted to give him a shout-out. Uh, who do you have for a call-out this week? MMA guru is a pig, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, apparently, they're friendly, too. I guess they do, like, they go at each other back and forth online or on YouTube or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that was just uh, – that came out of nowhere, dude. I was cracking up. <laughs> he just, MMA guru is a pig. He's <laughs> I just dying. But, uh we like MMA Guru too. We kind of—I don't know—he's kind of a dork, but he kinda does. Like uh, 
He's like the schmo. He's like a sh- like a yeah, a fat schmo, like <laughs> kind of like a neckbeard, uh, like basement dweller version of schmo. Yeah. Schmo is like, like uh, a fedora guy, like a clubbing type guy, uh, loser. He's just the exact opposite of schmo, but the same. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Basement dweller is the best. Uh, best. He looks like he hasn't gotten out of his basement in his entire life, dude. Yeah. He's just over there researching um, Ian Gary's living situation and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> From his parents' basement. Yeah. Um, he's killing it, though. He's, yeah, he's, I, 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 do you, I don't remember hearing about him probably in the last, probably first time I heard about him was probably in the last two years, maybe. It's like a, the last year, I think, like 2023, I think he blew up. I hadn't heard about him before that, I don't think. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's new on the scene. And he's making the most of it. I mean, I think there's, yeah, I think there's just, he's, uh, he's willing to put in the work. Yeah, so we'll give him a little call out, a little bit of credit, and uh, got to call out Roman Delizzi from on top of the world to. Uh, so where does where's he going now? He you was know? he was due for you can't run that hot for yeah. Cheyenne Bias thought she had a champion on her hands, and now she just got another South African <laughs> um, baby daddy, or you know, like yeah. leech. You know, she's a yeah. sugar mama. Yeah, she hasn't fought in a long time either. Maybe she thought she could hang it up because her her new her new guy was going to be uh, take her straight to the home, top, yeah, right? bringing home the hardware, and she was just going to get to be a fighter wife instead of a, just a, instead of a fighter. Or she's just banging her coach now, like everybody other women's she, fighter. I was going to say she could have moved on to she could have moved on to usually when the there's a lot of choices at that ATT, dude. Yeah, and, and usually the it's more of a pattern than a one time thing when these things happen. Oh, female fighters in general. That's just like not to stereotype, but like they're some of the most unstable people on earth. It seems like it. It seems like I mean, some of them seem super chill. It never ends well, though, when they're when they're like if they're dating a fighter or another coach or a coach, it never ends well. And they're all dating a fighter or another coach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they're like if they're if their husband or significant other is in their corner. I guess they probably feel like do a lot of normal guys want to date a girl that can beat their ass at any second because you know you're always going to piss her off at some point and if she can just fucking put you in a rear naked choke and put you to sleep like that's not necessarily somebody i want to be in a long-term relationship with you know to be i mean in, like, i mean i don't know they just it doesn't have to be another ufc guy though like that's a co-worker <laughs> <laughs> right go get the bellator guys like i'm sure there's some nice ones yeah yeah exactly pfl whatever you hear they're in bellator and they're like you no chance yeah right thank <laughs> you know who i am i'm in the ufc <laughs> yeah i don't know that just seems like yeah uh he's roman delize he's on the he's on the uh, uh he's on the hot seat i was gonna say that's the word i was thinking for. he's on the hot seat for this is what happened to um what was his name jp uh, buys jp buys yeah i mean he's in a little bit better situation than jp buys ever was but still <laughs> he it could be this could be just uh beginning of the end you know it could be the Fall beginning of the end glory. it could just it could just be a temporary stop on his way back to the top, but I don't. It, from that fight, it didn't look like he's ever getting to the top. But he's got to. He's got to regroup and make a plan. Yeah, for sure. He, he's looking like a gatekeeper to the top fifteen, or top ten to fifteen at this he point. Got, he got lit up bad, exposed. He's got yeah, exposed. That's the right word for it. So, yeah. Uh, any other callouts? Uh, no, I don't think so. I got one. Um, we've done this one before, and we have another one again. Um, Eugene Behrman, the city kickboxing coach. Yeah. Talking about how he didn't want Volkanovski to accept the fight and he didn't like how he was li- living his life before it. Like, which one? The second 
is on Makachev's fight. Really? So he's throwing Volk, Volk under the bus, basically. Because Vol, well, Volkanovski is a piece of shit. <laughs> dude, Volkanovski was like, I wasn't. I my training was sloppy. I wasn't staying in shape. I was drinking three or four days a week. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, the coach doesn't need to jump in and be like, I I said he shouldn't take it. Right, dude. Mm-hmm. Your job is to fucking coach him and shut the fuck up. Like, who do you think you are? Like, you gotta like insert yourself and act like. Oh, like, this wouldn't have happened if you would have listened to me. Like, dude, just train him, get him ready to the fight. And, you know, it's your job, if you don't think he's ready for a fight, to talk to him before he fucking signs the and bout. Even if he, even if he think, even, like, what he said was true. He's like, you trained for 12 weeks and you almost won. I think it's a bad idea to train for one week and think you're going to do as good or better. True, maybe true. But like that's between that's like not something you say like oh that's I told him not to do it like I knew we were gonna right? lose like yeah like not in public whatever like if you want to have conversations behind closed doors that's one thing but I don't know I just feel like that's a bad like I mean you got to have complete trust in your coach right as an athlete as, as a fighter think, if he thinks you're gonna lose like he shouldn't be there exactly and and now how what's Volk I, I are we going Ilya Taporia in this next fight it seems like there's some friction in the camp. I don't know. I don't like how this is. He's been beat once. Yeah, and it was recent. Recent um, knockout. I think Taporia is. He's getting borderline. Like he's going real douchey though. Like I, I could see, I could see Volkanovski humbling Taporia. He's apparently filming a documentary about like him. No, becoming champ. And he, he has the belt in his Instagram bio. Like, it says he, fifteen and zero world yeah, champion. Yeah, he was on a on MMA Hour and talking about how he, he's pushing. He's it already from, the champ and yeah, whatnot. He's pushing it from confidence to like. He's setting himself up for a bad delusional. He's setting himself up for a ba- like a humble. These things go one of two ways, though. Yeah, you, you, either, either, look, you either become Conor McGregor or you look yeah, stupid. But he's not going to become Conor McGregor because he's not. He's not. He doesn't the, have that kind of swag. I, I, he might be. I don't know. I don't know what they feel about well, him in Spain. I, I guess he is big there. I just mean like when you're filming this documentary, like you go from being like you have so much confidence, and then you you're you telling people you're already the champion. You're Show them, you're saying you're, the belt's already yours and stuff. It's like then when you lose, you get laughed at. Or if you win, it's like, yeah, this guy's on a, this guy's self belief is on another level. Yeah, I like how he does the rose thing because it's like it's, it's like the matador thing in Spain, but everybody just thinks he's like loves the bachelor here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets it. Yeah, uh, he must be pretty popular in like Spain and like it seems Europe like it, right? he got, hangs out with all like the soccer players over yeah, there. Yeah, and, and he's stuff. got like a pretty big following. Um, I mean, he's kind of like been on a fast track since he got into he, for what he's done in 15 fights or whatever is incredible. Like he has an amazing resume, just like Volkanovsky's not a guy to be messed with. And if, if he does somehow steamroll him, I would be shocked. It seems like he's bigger than he should be in Spain, doesn't it? Like yeah. from what you see, because he's not mo- nobody knows him here unless you're hard, like a he's pretty hardcore even, UFC not fan. Not even Spanish. He's Georgian. He just lives in Spain. Yeah, but they adopted him, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's been there quite a while, so. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, like I said, he's kind of pushing that douche level. I see level, him, like, but, flashing, like, being real flashy on Instagram and stuff. Oh, yeah, just, he's living the life. He's living, like, an A-list, like, su- superstar. Yeah, which I can't imagine he could actually be an A-list superstar over there, but he's who headlined, knows? He's headlined one event, and it was a... Uh, he could just be at one of those fucking warehouse farms where you just sit in a fake Ferrari and shit and take pictures. Well, I think he was already, like, kind of a baller before. Like, when he got into the UFC, I remember looking him up, and he was, like, already, like standing on like two sick exotic really? cars like he's got a rich family or something i think so yeah oh, okay something that, something of that elk so uh, yeah I, I he may just be that maybe a perfect storm where 
Volkanovski rushes back too quick. Friction in the camp. Friction in the camp. Taporia just being, you know, on a level where he's very in, confident. Very confident. Also, like very, very skilled, like very well rounded as well. So it could just be the perfect storm. Like this is his chance. Yeah, I would say before I I would have said like they're both skilled, but Volk is on another level. But it kind of seems like Volk's level has decreased a little bit. I mean, but, I don't. I mean, wanna, that I just, might just be projection. I was from, gonna say I just don't want to hold that Makachev fight against him too hard because he did show up on a week's notice. Or he's 10 got days. depression though. <laughs> yeah, and he was drinking four days or five days a week or something like that. How do you drink four to five days a week and be a UFC fighter? I can't even well, drink four was, to five <laughs> days a week and work on a desk job. Man. He was he was between like he was between fights, um, and he came so close to winning that second belt, like so close. Um, but see, if that was the last fight we had to go off of, we'd be like, this guy just almost beat, you know, one of the be- the best pound for oh, pound guy. Oh, he's steamroll him and yeah. be like. And now we have a vision of him getting head kicked, knocked out, knockout. Which, if anybody's, just, this is actually a good fight because two guys that are susceptible to head kicks, Volkanovski and Taporia, both guys have been caught by head kicks multiple times. Yeah, neither so, of them. Like Volk doesn't really throw that great a head kick though, does he? No, he's too squatty and short. He, he's squatty, and he, but he's fast. He can yeah. get in and out pretty good. But man, Tepor, the way Taporia beat up like Josh Emmett, like it's. I think the boxing is going to be close. I just, it's going to be a good fight, but. Yeah, I mean, like, Taporia's documentary is set to go one of two ways. Like, either it's going to be like Notorious 2.0, or or it's going to be throw it in the trash. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, that one's a, that one's a few weeks away though. So we'll uh, we won't we won't jump our. There's never been a good MMA documentary, really. That I first have... Notorious one was pretty good. I don't know if I watched it, uh, but it's pretty good. There's some great boxing ones though. Yeah, it's just there's just more more fanfare with boxing and like. More established, more established journalism, more like they film more like they 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 got it figured out more. I think MMA guys are starting to figure it out, but they're so like they're responsible for their own like content. They're responsible. And none of these guys can afford a camera crew. And and also like part of it is like you have to be as douchey as Ian Gary to actually show up with a filming crew and not be embarrassed. Like martial arts is kind of like about like respect. Yeah. Like not. Yeah. It's not about the like the glitz and glam like showing up with a camera crew to your gym like your sparring is supposed to be even in boxing sparring is supposed to be like pretty private yeah exactly. which you're allowed to film it because you you go back and watch the film but like it's a unwritten rule that you don't leak the film right and ian gary is jackass dude <laughs> fuck that guy i hate him i want to get beat up so bad rampage was on him i was saying like yeah we got i got declined because they by ian gary he didn't know who, what his name he couldn't remember his name and he was like but yeah he thought i was gonna ask him questions that he didn't want to be asked about or something. So yeah. he's like a he's full a, media blackout from him he, still. Well, he that's this, insane, dude. The real sign of like knowing you're a clown. He has his comments turned off on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got to come back at some time, you know, like, I guess he's just hoping like he I mean, can he, wait like three years at the, in the prime of his career. And then everybody will forget about it when he comes back. He, I don't know. He made this bet. Like he did this to himself. He wanted to be this character. And then when, he played his cards wrong over and over. Dude, what is it? Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house kind yeah. of thing. Or Yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping Jeff Neal just takes his head off and we can stop. Yeah, we can we can forget about oh, it. Oh, yeah, that will be interesting to see if he actually makes it to the odd guy this time. Yeah. Yeah, he got scared of Vicente Luque. I, he didn't get scared of Vicente Luque. I think he got scared of the media, <laughs> like it, having to answer questions about, yeah. from anybody. Yeah, that could be it. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping Jeff Neal takes his head off. So, 
We'll see. Um, we got some boxing news. Tyson Fury out of his fight or postponed his fight against Usyk. Um, this is probably the biggest fight in boxing right now. Yeah, I got a cut in training. Yeah, you think it was intentional? You think you think uh, his confidence is rattled from that close fight with Francis Ngannou? I don't think so. Uh, that's what Usyk's team was saying. Did you listen to the MMA Hour thing that came out? No, uh, just, he did like a like a twenty minute thing. It had Turkey Elashik, the guy that throws on all the fights in Saudi Arabia, was there. Um, Fury and Usyk and Usyk's camp and Usyk's camp was accusing him of being scared and he I, he shut it down. I, I believe him too. I think cuts happen, right? So um, it is what it is. He but. Ble- he cuts easy too. He's got tons of scar tissue. Yeah, for he's sure. He's always gotten hit. He's always gotten hit a lot. So it's like even but like- dude, yeah, to get cut in camp that sucks. So close to a fight, but what are you gonna do? And he, I mean, Jagiela Sheik said it's reset for I think May 18th. I believe he said and. It's happening no matter what, and because oh, there's a ten million dollar if somebody has to pull out. They yeah, and they, the fighter has to pay it apparently. So ten million dollar pullout clause. If it's actually something that is un, out of their control, I guess there's like Anthony Joshua or somebody's fighting. It has to. They have a deal with whatever that sanctioned by the IBF or whatever that it has to happen by a certain date to for all the belts or whatever. So some no matter what, it's going to happen in, on this next date. All right, there we have it. Um, we kind of went over our UFC 300 updates. Um, yeah, we don't really have There to. really aren't any. So we can move on to our Apex preview. I don't know what Apex number this is, but it's an Apex Super Bowl weekend fight, uh, Super Bowl weekend card. So uh, main event, Jack Hermanson, plus 205 against Joe Pfeiffer, minus 250. Um, Joe Pfeiffer fairly, still fairly newer to the UFC where I think Jack Hermanson's like on the, his maybe not his way out but on, definitely on a slide on a slide downward yeah dude I've been going back and forth on this one but I think it comes down to the line on this one I think I think we go dog here what are you thinking I mean it, it, now's the chance if they're if Joe Pfeiffer's gonna get exposed it's gonna be now like against a guy against a veteran who the only thing that makes make me want to go Joe Pfeiffer is that Apparently, he not only beat Francis Ngannou's punch record, he absolutely smashed it. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, so if, yeah, if Ngannou hits like a Ford Escort, like, dude, he's hitting like a Ford F one fifty apparently. But that may and he's got a lot there of finishes. Some, yeah, there was some talk that maybe the machine wasn't calibrated properly. I don't know, but uh, to think that that guy punches that much harder. But he also said there's just some technique into punching it too. You know, like even those things at the arcade, like you punch up on yeah. it any so maybe he just knows the technique because he probably goes to dave and buster's a lot he looks like a kind of guy spends a lot of time at the punch he machine like dave and buster's dave, dude yeah he looks dave like a carny man <laughs> yeah yeah he's got that carny strength too maybe so yeah exactly yeah but, if he's gonna get if he's gonna stumble now would be the time to, like this would be the chance for him to get exposed he really has not fought top competition yet not at all i mean not really was the best guy he fought gerald mearshart Gerald Mearshart and Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Those guys are not even. And he didn't look. I mean, he looks good. He doesn't. I don't know. He it, he's just such a huge question mark. We got five rounds too, which he's never gone even close to five rounds. He's in a five round fight. He never fought close to Jack Hermanson. I, I've always think, thought Jack Hermanson's a little overrated. I mean, I think he looks. But he is stiff. tough. He's, he's tough. tough. He's stiff. I feel like he could get hit and knocked out in this fight by Pfeiffer. But the longer it goes the better the chance you got on Hermanson. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. This is a close one, but I guess on parlays, it's probably one of those ones where I, I always say, if, uh, parlays, I'll probably have Pfeiffer on him so I can hedge out, and then on straight bets, I might throw some on Hermanson. Yeah, I mean, I just go back to, like, Hermanson getting dominated by Marvin Vittorio, like, just 
beat, ruthlessly beat, and then coming like just bouncing back in the fourth round and just being like completely fresh. Like yeah, if for this sure. Goes, if this if goes late if in this situation, we have no clue how Joe Pfeiffer is going to be in the fourth round. So he could get Hermanson could get pummeled in one and two, three might start turning on a little more, four turning on a little more, five and Pfeiffer maybe fading. So we don't. It's just so many question marks for. Uh, that big of a line you know yeah i'm with you on that yeah this might be uh this might be a keep an eye on the dog situation um dan Ige 175 against andre touchy feely plus 145 um hmm. dan Ige overrated um i guess it's not the right way to put it just really tough but like not that well-rounded he's gonna beat bad guys he's gonna he doesn't lose. have elite takedown defense he doesn't have elite anything i don't think but he is tough yeah, elite toughness. I, I don't think he's, he's never been finished, right? Uh, didn't he get finished kind of somewhat recently or no? I don't know. Maybe I was, yeah, maybe he got, I mean, if you remember, didn't he have the, he had the fight with Bryce Mitchell where he was piecing Bryce Mitchell up. That was his last fight, and right? And Mitchell ended up getting the takedowns. Yep. Yeah, Mitchell beat him in his last fight. Let's see. Still he a close got, fight. He was, he was piecing no, up. No, he had never been knocked out. Seven decision losses. Yeah, and I mean, Feely is tough he's been finished a couple times for sure but he's still yeah when it comes down to it though it's danny gets losses bryce mitchell mobsar evilev monster josh Emmett monster korean zombie monster calvin cater i mean and for the julio arce but those are any re, those are his only recent losses he beats beats guys like gavin tucker damon jackson nate land where you know andre feely falls into the category of guys he beats i think i mean uh, Andre Feely, he has got the length. He's taller. He's not an extremely good wrestler. He, he trains at Alpha Male. His wrestling's decent. He just doesn't have great takedowns. Um, he does everything okay. I think Dan Ige is going to win probably a close decision on this one because Feely's pretty dur- durable as well. Yeah, I like that. I like that breakdown. I'm with you all, uh, all the way on that. Uh, Brad Tavares, plus 195. Gregory, Robocop, Rodriguez, minus 238. Um Robocop kind of been up and down lately. He had a little run for Dude, a while. I know. That's why I I love Robocop, but I whenever I just can't get the when we were at where was where were we at? We were at uh we're watching it at not Dave and Buster's, but the other place. Mavericks. Mavericks. He made and us look he better. got iced, dude. And it was he looked awful. He got sparked so bad by that no name. And God, I just think Brad Tavares, he he's not great, but I I don't know. He couldn't he, I think he could beat Gregory Rodriguez as an underdog here, or Gregory Rodriguez is going to steamroll him. It's just it's one of those things. Where you got elite guys beat Brad Tavares. Not elite guys have trouble with him. Exactly, and it's like sometimes I feel like Gregory Rodriguez can be somewhat elite, and sometimes I feel like he sucks. So <laughs> it's hard to say. I think I'm going to go with the underdog play here, just to have a little fun with it. And yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I mean Gregory Rodriguez, he's. He looks good, but I think he kind of gasses a little bit too. Brad Tavares, he's pretty solid veteran. So, yeah, let's go Brad Tavares here. All right. Well, if you're if you want a tricky one, we got Michael the Menace Johnson minus <laughs> one thirty five against Darius Flowers plus one fourteen. I don't know much about Darius Flowers, but I know this: Michael Johnson as a favorite does not go well. Although this is Michael Johnson two so I don't know if that factors in. He's done a little better. He's kind of re- reinvented himself a little bit. I mean, he had that skid where he just lost to everybody. But yeah. I say it every time. The craziest resume in all of 
MMA has got to belong to Michael Johnson. He has fought all the best guys and lost to all the worst guys. Right. It's pretty. Beat Tony Ferguson, knocked out Dustin Poirier. Fuck. And not to mention, he's like been so close to beating so many. I mean, he rocked Khabib. He rocked Justin Gaethje. He like he to this day is the only guy to like land a really solid punch on Khabib. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this Darius Flowers, he lost to Jake Matthews where Naked choked him. I mean. Uh, this could be one where Michael Johnson's looking good again and then loses, but I don't know. I think I, I'm going Michael Johnson. Uh, he's got all the skills. He always looks good. Yeah, he always looks good. He's it's so like, fast and so like he's got power and he's yeah right just, as an underdog or a small favorite. Uh, I I like him so we'll go Michael Johnson and hope he doesn't blow it. But you never know. <laughs> yeah, you're either way. You're gonna be you're gonna be yeah you're gonna be nervous the whole time. But yeah, this is a. Has there ever been a guy that has been as good or as much potential as Michael Johnson but performed as bad? No. But also the high highs. Like, how many guys beat Tony Ferguson? How many guys beat knockout? I mean, not Tony Ferguson in his seven-fight losing streak here, but, like, prime Tony Ferguson. There was a point where Michael Johnson was the only guy in 13 fights to beat Tony Ferguson. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like he beat he beat prime Tony Ferguson and he knocked out Dustin Poirier and he I mean he he's headlined a bunch of events yeah he's got his hands are so quick he does everything pretty well um, he's got decent wrestling I mean not elite but good good enough I mean Starius yeah. Flowers we don't know a ton about him lost Jake Matthews I think he's contender been series back so. and forth to boxing so I don't know what his yeah I don't know I guess it just comes down to does Michael Johnson do something stupid or not. Yeah, and I guess if it comes down to that, you might want to go with Darius Flowers, but <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I'm going with I'm going with Michael Johnson. I like backing my guy. All right, there we go. Hadolfo Vieira. Um, where is this? Okay, we got Hadolfo Vieira minus one eighteen. Armin Petrosian minus one hundred two. We got a close line here. I I think we're gonna agree on this one. Um, Hadolfo Vieira is pretty overrated. Like oh for sure. Petrosian is underrated, it, in my opinion. Yeah, um, he's kind of we've seen him where he's like he's a kickboxer, I believe, and his weaknesses if he gets taken down. But like we've seen him be able to hang with guys who take him down. Like we've seen him avoid getting submitted. Yeah, for sure. And I I don't know. I think also um, Rodolfo Vieira's wrestling isn't good. No, that's like a big thing. He sucks at getting people to the ground. It's classic jujitsu guy thing is great jujitsu can't get the fight to the mat. So Rodolfo Vieira, he most of the time it's because these jiu-jitsu guys are kind of long gangly guys rodolfo vieira looks like he should be a solid wrestler but he's on roids for sure yeah but he's not really any kind of his gas tank's gotten better his gas tank was god awful but he's still gonna he still fades somewhat as the fight goes on so i like armin petrosian i think he's got all the skills um I think he can avoid getting the submission. Every round starts back on the feet, and I think he'll take out Rodolfo Vieira and maybe the second or third. To beat Vieira, you just have to stuff the first four or five takedowns, and then he'll shoot 20 more, but they'll they'll get weaker and weaker as it goes on. Yeah. So you're going to eventually... Exactly. It just gonna, it gets worse be doing... and worse and worse. This first shot's going to be his best. Exactly. So, yeah, I definitely see that being um, um, yeah, a path to victory for Petrosian. All right, we got a few more fights. I got to find the lines here for we got Devin Clark to minus two thirty against Marcin Pracnial plus one ninety. Devin Clark, um, I mean, what can you say? Kind of an overachiever. Yeah, I mean, he's tries just a grinder. Hard. He just tries hard. His dad's in his corner yelling the whole time. Yeah, he's pretty solid all around. And I mean, um, 
I think this is a, a pretty good, easy win for him. Um, Marcin Pragnow, he's just pretty may. I think Devin Clark's just going to be able to pressure him, kind of do his thing up against the cage, um, try to avoid danger, get the win here. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a boring fight, and I think Devin Clark will just do what he's got to do to get it done. Exactly. And Pragnow's kind of chinny, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, Max Payne Griffin plus 130, Jeremiah Wells minus 155. Did Jeremiah Wells recently stumble? I, I would have thought that the, he would have been a bigger favorite in this fight. I think he's looked goofy at times, but um, I think I this is know. a pretty good fight for him. Uh, Max Griffin, he's another guy. He's been around a long time, goes up, goes down. Um, you know, he fought that Morales kid in his last fight. It's hard to say because that Morales kid's really good. Uh, Wells is really explosive. Oh yeah, Wells. He lost to Carlson Harris by and kind. Oh man, remember we bet on? I at least I did in the UFC league, and uh, he was fighting Carlson Harris, and he got choked out and kind of choked in the third round. He had won round one and oh, two. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, he was saying, on, I was thinking he stumbled somehow. Easy path to victory, and he gets submitted somehow. And he was he looked good. Carlson Harris, pretty solid uh, power guy, whatnot. Um, before that, he had beat uh, Matthew Semmelsberg and Cor McGee, Mike Bathia, Blood Diamond. Worley Alves. I mean, he's pretty solid, and and Max Griffin, he's a pretty solid vet too. This is a, these are actually two decent fights for being on on the undercard of a uh, apex. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be like light up exciting fights or anything, but two guys that and have, Wells is explosive and Griffin's solid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, Griffin just got mauled by that Michael Morales. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He did he did fight that Morales guy, and that Morales kid looked really good. But Griffin, did that, if I'm not mistaken, that fight went to decision. He hung in there the whole fight, I believe. Yeah, he did. He, he had was, some moments in that fight, but that Morales kid is like, there's that, that he's kid's, a monster. Yeah, dude. he's really good. He's sick. But uh, before that, he beat Tim Tim Means, and then a loss to Neil Magny. So I don't know. I like Jeremiah Wells. I, I do too. I think that's uh, a decent line for him in this fight. Max Griffin, he could hang in there possibly, and and pull out a win somehow. I mean. If Jeremiah Wells blows it and gets Anaconda choked in the third round, I mean, because Max Griffin's going to be there, right, in the third rounds if he doesn't, if Jeremiah Wells doesn't get the finish. So he is live, but I just think Jeremiah Wells is the more skilled fighter overall. Yeah, more explosive. And Max Griffin, like, no fault of his own. He's up there in age now. Yeah, and a grinder. So, he's got miles on him. Yeah, he's got fight miles. So, yeah, um, other than that, I mean, I don't see a whole lot on this card that needs to be pointed out so yeah i mean i feel like these are some tough picks this week i I don't hate like hate hate any of them but i don't love any of them either yeah for sure i mean i think armin petrosian i kind of like at at the line um yeah it's just it's one of those ones where i'm not like i can't wait to go to the book sports book this week yeah you know i'm in the same i'm in the same boat with you uh we'll just use as another tune-up card for uh the pay-per-views we got coming up oh yeah pay-per-views seem to be where the money's at yeah batting wise and it seems like they're just loading these pay-per-views and they're just dumping everything else in these apex cards so yeah it's like we just got average to bad fighters against other average to bad fighters and it's like a minor league major league situation like yeah, they're making these small time cards they should wouldn't it be kind of sick if they made it almost like a like how they do like a sock, like a relegation thing and <laughs> yeah. it was you'd be pay-per-view tier like a top 15 your pay-per-view tier fighter or premier, and then if you are out of the top 15, you get relegated into the Apex League, yeah. and you have to fight to get into it, and then you could get knocked down. Like it, it'd be a sick dynamic. That's almost 
that's how PFL and Bellator should restructure their season thing yeah. into it's not an actual season as in a year thing, but just like a league. A, that's how the, that should be their difference maker, I think, as opposed to what they're doing now. I think that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, and they are ca- kind of trying to do that, they said, but with the tournament format. Get rid of the tournament format, but just leave it, make it like a relegation type tournament deal. format or get rid of the regular season that they do? The regular season's the one where they fight like five. Uh, yeah. I guess that is the tournament, but they'd make yeah, them, they make of, them rack up the points. Yeah, get rid of that and yeah. make it into just... Do just Grand Prix. Yeah, not even Grand Prix. It doesn't have to be a tournament. It just has to be like uh, rankings, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, make them earn their ranking, like give them a concrete thing instead of just people yeah, exactly. deciding on Monday mornings. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I just, yeah, like these are basically minor leaguers. Like even some of these guys, like it's like you lose a couple fights, like you're like Max Griffin and Jeremiah Wells. It's like you guys got designated for assignment. Go fight each other on the... Yeah, <laughs> Man, yeah at the apex. We'll see how you guys look. If things look good, then maybe we can get you back up in the majors on a pay-per-view sometime soon. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, so... I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this whole thing. They're just getting guys fights. Everyone has to fight a certain amount of times per year and get them what they can. So either way, though, we'll watch the fights. Um, yeah, so either way, we'll be back to uh, recap them. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap things up now. Um, good luck on your picks. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Try that.